Good evening, Chicago, and welcome back to The Table on Air, your primary source for learning about what's new, what's happening, and what's what in black LGBTQ culture. I'm your host, Darius Caffey, and I thank you for showing up to this space. We're about to get real, real, a little deep, and maybe a little teary, but we're going to have some fun, so stick around for the ride. For the main event this week, we're joined by a researcher turned children's rights advocate. But first, let's dive into the latest and greatest in this week's Black Report. I can't lie, y'all. I've been feeling a little defeated lately. And I'm only saying this to y'all for transparency because we family, right? But for real, building a business is hard. And I knew that, but whew, it hit different when you're right in the middle of it. It's cool though, I'm a Capricorn, I get it. It's not about the outcome, it's about the journey. Right now I'm learning a lot and figuring out what works for me. It just gets hard sometimes, and that's facts. I was actually telling this to my partner the other day that some days I get tired of being optimistic and positive all the time. It's not realistic, I get frustrated too, just like the rest of y'all, and it's okay to feel that. Feel y'all feelings, don't hold it in, it does not help, it only holds you back. And I'm saying this for myself too. But what I do appreciate is all of the love and support that I receive while building this business of The Closet Unlocked, which is how we've gotten here today. As a social impact community amplifying the diverse voices and experiences of black, queer, trans, and non-binary people, I love the work that we get to do. We get to tell so many amazing stories as a media production company and work with some powerful partners to help champion the lives of our people. But if anybody else is in the business with us, then you know how hard it can be. However, when we talk about the transformative power of support, when we stand by those in need and uplift their voices, incredible change becomes possible. And I'm reminded of this by Transworld Atlanta, the new groundbreaking docu-reality series that explores the lives of transgender individuals as they navigate throughout life, relationships, and careers. In this docu-series, we witness the struggles and resilience of people who often face rejection, discrimination, and a lack of understanding. We see their journey to self-discovery and self-acceptance, and how their chosen families have become the backbone of their support systems. But it's not just about financial assistance either. It's about validating someone's existence, showing compassion to them, and acknowledging their unique journey. That's all. Support isn't just a one-time gesture. It's a continuous, unwavering commitment to making the world a better place for everyone. It's about embracing diversity, celebrating individuality, and respecting each person's journey. And by doing so, we can change lives, break barriers, and create a more inclusive society. That's the wrap on Black Report with the QUE. And until next week, keep finding ways to celebrate yourself. Joining us at the table for this week's main event is another sister brother of mine, recent Loyola University graduate with a master's in global health policy and the new Midwest Community Engagement Associate for UNICEF, Austin Cathy. Welcome to the table, my friend. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Just before I start, I'm just so proud of you. Like, Thank you. you're really providing the spaces that we need and that we didn't have growing up and you're just really the change that we wanted to see, I think, when we were a little kids, so. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I'm serious, you need to hear that, so. Yeah, yeah. well, I receive it and I, I really do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart because 
doing something like this was not on my bucket list for 2023, <laughs> but here we are doing the things and doing it gracefully and in an amazing way with some amazing people. So yes, sir. thank you, Austin, for being here with me doing these great things. Thank you. Thank you. We can go back and forth if you want about the we thank can, yous. We don't have to do that today, girl, because <laughs> we can get to that later on. Absolutely. Today is about you. And acknowledging all the greatness that you've been able to do and all the things that you've been able to bring into this world. So I'm really grateful to be here to share space and community with you to highlight all the amazingness that comes from you and all the great things that you're going to continue to do. So we're going to get right into it because I know that there's so many things that the people don't know about you that hopefully we can give them a little bit of peace of today. So. As I mentioned, you are the new Midwest Community Engagement Associate for UNICEF. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Very exciting. But I, as a friend, know your journey to get to that role. So I would like to ask, what do you think has changed in your life mentally from the first time that you thought about it, applied for it, had this vision in your mind, and led you to where you are now? Great question. Mm -hmm. um, I think that so much mentally, honestly, has changed that I could probably spend this whole time talking about just that one question. I bet. Um, but I think the main thing that has changed is that I'm now operating in alignment with myself. Um, I think prior to when I first applied the first two times, um, I was in situations where I was prioritizing the experience of others. Mm. And I think I lost myself in that. And that's okay. Um, you came back. I came back. You found she you back. Again. She back. She ready. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, operating in alignment really just means that I'm prioritizing myself, mm -hmm. essentially. Um, and that's not easy for me, I think. And it was a hard thing to recognize and a hard thing to overcome. Mm -hmm. And I'm still overcoming it. Talk but, about it. Um, it's okay. I'm really happy with where I am, and I'm happy that I was able to pick myself up from things I just never thought I would experience. I mean, I think a lot of us never know what we're going to go through and yeah. how that's going to impact us and change us. But I think I changed for the better, and I think that I am now being um, the person I feel like the younger version of myself also would have been mm. proud to to look up to, to hug to yeah. laugh with and um give that care to yes give that care to just because like i feel like i give a lot of care um to other people and i think it's just now time to like give that back to myself like and um shoot for the stars mm. dream big so yeah. i think that's what's changed the most in the past couple years to from me not being able to attain the goals that i set at that time to me not realizing that um this is the time I'm supposed to attain those goals and you're ready now, so I'm ready. Yeah. Speaking of being <laughs> ready and alignment, I love that. I Thank love you. that you are finally stepping into your purpose, stepping into your power, because there's so much power that comes with the learning, you know, mm -hmm. the trials, the tribulations, the applications, the, the no's. There's so much power in that no, because no. that was not where you was meant to be, mm -hmm. or at least at that time. At that time, for sure. You're meant to be there now <laughs> and you're doing it. Mm -hmm. So thinking about these dreams and going for the stars, mm -hmm. how has your dreams or your goals for your career changed over time? <sighs> mm. Heavy question. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> once again, great question. I'm not surprised. Um, 
how they changed over time. I think that um, they're always going to keep changing. And I think that I am an individual who actually struggled a lot with change. And Why do you think that is? I don't know. I'm like, I'm a tourist, so like I've, I bask in stability. And I think that change is unstable and it's chaotic and it's messy and it's scary. And that's not always like the comfortable feeling to, to, to live and learn through. Um, but I'm now in the point where I'm okay that those dreams change mm -hmm. and it's okay to make new plans. It's okay to change your mind. Yep. And um, I think in my spirit, I'm a creative, but um, I've happened to tap into ways in which that creativity can take place um, in, other, in other ways, in other mediums. Yeah. And I think it's always going to be centered in creativity. Um, but whether that takes place in the public health field, whether that takes place in photography or um, whatever I decide to do next, um, I know that I'm gonna do it greatly because now I'm comfortable with that change yeah. because um, I'm an enigma. <laughs> you never know you're gonna catch me next. And I'm proud of that, so. And I'm proud of you for doing it and being all the things because it's Thank okay you. to be multiple things at once. Yeah. I think that that's where people tend to be afraid is they think that they have to be one thing and it's scary to choose one thing for so long of your life. But like you can do so many different things in so many different ways with so many different people. Mm -hmm. Keep leaning into that. Keep learning it, keep growing into it and keep figuring out how can you place those pockets of you in all the things that you do. Absolutely, and yeah. will do. <laughs> Take that word. Take that Listen, word. I'm taking the word. So thinking of all the things that you're interested in, all mm. the things that you want to do, I'm going to talk about a special project that I think is very powerful to this space and to the future of our world that people need to know about. So how do you believe that your children's parliament project could support what you're doing now? Yeah, like, you know, I took, I feel like, a big risk, and this kind of kind of relates to the first question as well. You have to take the risk, though. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's the first step. Yeah. Um, and I, during my master's program, um, was tasked on completing a capstone, so similar to like a thesis. Essentially, it's just a final project to mm -hmm. complete your degree. And. Um, but you went above and beyond. I'm gonna say that because sometimes <laughs> you have to go above and beyond to shake things up, to make real change happen, and to really go after your dreams. Yeah, I think I think I definitely did. I, I still reached out to the individuals that I got to know with, with this idea, this thought that I'm still working on that's continuously progressing. And um, I just really think youth are the future. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's really the core of it, um, to center youth voice, yeah. to amplify their expertise. Um, and the Children's Parliament just provides structure for ways in which that can take place in our communities. And um, that obviously relates directly to um, UNICEF USA, which is the organization that I currently work for that I'm so proud to be with. Um, 
I feel so loved. (laughs) I feel so loved there. I feel so supported. It is so powerful to be surrounded by individuals that are like-minded, that care about youth in the same way that you do, that really care about child safeguarding in these spaces. And where my, I think where my idea comes into that narrative um, is really just making sure that they have a safe space to provide ownership and respect for what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Kids don't I, get that too often. Kids don't get that too often. They need that protection. They need that protection. And I, I think I'm, the reason why I can even think about this in this light is because I think I was blessed to grow up in a home where my voice was heard. Um, my parents <laughs> taught us to speak our mind. Whether they maybe wanted to hear it or not is up for, dis- <laughs> up for debate. But I think what they instilled in us was um, that confidence to, to, to speak our mind. Mm-hmm. And so many kids grow up in homes where like they are not heard, they are not respected, they are not protected. And I wanna provide, give them a space where they can decide on matters that impact them. They can have a des- decision, they can provide how that makes them feel. And in a space that is formally um, tied to the systems that exist now. Yeah. I think the feedback I hear a lot from my children's parliament are that people are like, well, why do children need to have a space in which they can essentially vote or have a voice on on matters um, hmm. that are supposed to be like responsibilities of adults? Mm-hmm. Do they know how many bills directly <laughs> impact the lives of children? Most people don't. Because they don't vote. They don't vote or they don't care. Or they don't know how. Mm-hmm. And so um, by providing them that space to be able to amplify that voice and have a deciding vote on things that impact them, you know, it shouldn't be a hard concept um, to grasp, but for many it is. And um, I think if more people see what you have to offer in that light in that space, more people understand um, that they already know what they want. They already know what they need. Um, They just need to be heard. And... um, we can work side by side. It's not just if the youth get this space in which they um, have a place to vote on things that impact them. That doesn't mean that adults aren't at the table. It's about us all being at the at the table. <laughs> Here we are. Sh- sharing space. Yes, <laughs> quite, quite literally. And, yeah. Um, Bring these voices somewhere where they deserve to be heard and centered. Yes, together. Yeah. It's not just one or the other. It's not youth or adult, it's Mm -hmm. youth and adult. We have to do these things together. I'm Hugo Valta, host of the program Three Questions With. Latinos have a very high labor participation rates, yet the financial well-being of many Latino families does not reflect many of these economic contributions. Enter the Latino Policy Forum. It really is an intentional effort to bring together Black and Maroon community leaders to facilitate community change and improve our neighborhoods. Join us on Wednesdays at 7.30 in the evening via Channel 19, streaming on CanTV.org and the CanTV Plus app. Obviously, that directly ties towards UNICEF's mission to um, provide equity to for every child everywhere. Um, I see your heart jumping out with this. I know, I'm like... I, <laughs> I can tell you're very passionate about this work. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, it's so hard, I think, in this day and age for us to find 
especially like in the corporate world, mm -hmm. spaces that we, are, we really align with a large organization's mission. And I deeply, um, I deeply feel loved and heard. The same things that were important that children should have, yep. I feel that way as an adult. You deserve it. I think that, thank you. I think that a lot of times that I've heard back from even my friends and friends that work at other organizations that maybe even are youth-centered, mm -hmm. is that they ignore the, the individuals that work there. They ignore their voice. And you can't do that either. You should be practicing what you're preaching, so. Yeah, that's my baby. I feel like that's why I asked. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just super proud of um, even just what I've been able to do, mm -hmm. and I've been there for not even basically two almost two months, and they have trusted me already, thrown me in experiences that I feel like I haven't even had the opportunity to experience throughout my. Sorry, I was trying to do the math. How long I've been an adult? working too long too long but <laughs> retirement please <laughs> that's a whole nother story child. it is um but you've been able to do a lot and yeah. especially completing your master's program and then jumping directly into this new role it i'm sure felt very quick pace very yeah. fast but from being on the outside and seeing and talking with you about the different things that you're interested in your experience your background your dreams your goals I see how much it's aligned and I see the growth that has come with it just from that process, you know, that learning journey, figuring out who am I in this new space that I'm trying to enter. So I'm glad that you're being able to get that experience and that you have a team now that really champions your voice and the things that you're passionate about. So I want to ask, mm -hmm. why public health? Why did you decide to go down that route? Yeah, I, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to be- Global health. <laughs> Policy? Global health equity. Equity, but right. Policy and equity are working tandem. They are besties. Mm -hmm. um, they should be. Mm -hmm. They should be considered at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, but why public health? I think that I originally wanted to be a doctor. You know? Okay. I got my bachelor's in health sciences and I took all the science courses. I did all the things um, to go be a doctor. Then a physician assistant. Um, then I took this internship in Pune, India um, during my undergrad um, break. And I started my first day in the hospital doing patient care. And I was like, this is not for me. It's crazy. I felt as though I can make a larger impact mm -hmm. than one-to-one -one patient care. And that does not dis diminish the importance of that one-to-one -one care. Um, but I felt like my, my reach could be so much grander. Um, but within the wellness health space, I deeply care about holistic wellness. Yeah. And one thing that I feel like the medical model doesn't teach you that public health does is public health is about community. And so is global health. Mm -hmm. Global health, I think people laugh, they're like, oh, what is the difference between global health and public health? Honestly, it's the same thing. Really? <laughs> public, health, public health is thinking about the, what impacts a community at large. Global health is just comparing like communities. Large communities. To another mm -hmm. across the globe. And so global health is all about learning from successes and failures and so that we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. And we can elevate from there. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think public health just 
double down on my, my love for growing wellness within our community in those spaces um, in a way in which that I couldn't do from a medical model. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, now that we better understand what public health is, yeah. and given the reason why we're here today, mm -hmm. how do you believe that public health can help save the lives of black LGBTQ plus individuals? In so many, so many, so many different ways. I think public health is inherently preventative, whereas um, the medical model is treating what's already happened. Mm. And I'm all about <laughs> proactive mm -hmm. care, um, not reactive care. Prevention, before we even get there, yeah. before the problems even start, let's talk about it, let's address it. Exactly, and let's also fix the issues and the barriers yes. that have already occurred. Historically. Historically that we can learn from. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so much data, there's so much um, out there that we can learn from and do better on. And I think specifically what rings in my mind is like how public health can help um, individuals in my community, um, obviously like in the, in the mental health space. Mm -hmm. I think that what ties that to add spaces where youth and individuals can amplify their voice. Um, a lot of people that have their voice diminished experience a lot of depression, and especially in our communities. Um, and a lot of us just walk around with that and don't know what to do with it. Don't got nobody to talk to. Don't got nobody to talk to. And I'm, I'm immensely blessed to have people to talk to that hear me, that mm -hmm. love me, that tell me when I'm wrong, mm -hmm. tell me when I'm Right. Mm -hmm. That and wrong piece is so important. That wrong piece Please is Please tell important. us when we wrong. <laughs> Listen, because I tell somebody when they wrong. But it's that Taurus in you. It's the Taurus in you. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's definitely that mental health piece um, and providing those resources that are for us. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many resources out in 2023 that actually can help our communities that people don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And um, there needs to be spaces in which those resources are readily available and accessible. Um, and so that's, I know, the, uh, how we can impact um, my community in the public health space and do better on just because I think we don't do the best at communicating outside of the public people within public health. Mm. I think we Making know. Making that information more transferable and yeah, accessible. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's like we know, mm -hmm. but like, do the people that need it know? Mm -hmm. And that's the problem at large and even just beyond our community is also the black community, you know? So. How do you think that we can get more of this information and resources to the people that need it, i.e. the black queer community? Connecting with the leaders in these communities. <laughs> they get, think about your street, like that you grew up on. Mm -hmm. Typically, or at least, I don't know how these streets are now. But when Ghetto, I was a kid. <laughs> with a whole bunch of potholes. <laughs> but listen, listen. <laughs> when I was a kid, like, I knew all my neighbors. Like, Yeah, it's very we, different now. Yeah, we knew we, each other had going on. If anything ever happened to me in my family, there would be people that could come over and help mm -hmm. or assist or provide whatever support we needed. And um, that in itself is a, a, a street's own strategy to problem solving. And so if we connect with the leaders that already tap into um, that level of deep-rooted 
impact within a block or of mm. uh, four corners or a zip code, yeah. we can reach everybody that needs to be reached. We can change the world. We're gonna change the world. We are. And we're changing the world. And one story yeah. at a time. <laughs> one story at a time. And so yeah, it's connected with the leaders that already pre-exist. Like I said, I don't believe in necessarily reinventing the wheels, the wheel, but we have to amplify what already exists because a lot of people are doing the things that need to be done, but on maybe like a street level or a cul-de-sac level or whatever. Um, and the point of public health is to connect those dots mm -hmm. and to, for us to walk in step together in alignment. And- um, Let's keep doing it. We're gonna do it. And I'm, that's, what, that's what this work is for, is for all of us to do what we're doing, but together. Yeah. Because I think a lot of us are operating I mean, naturally, in our own little bubble, in our own little world. But if we would do all this in step, the power in that of us doing this together as a community, unstoppable. So. Yeah, and we're changing the world. Yeah. Again, one day at a time, one job at a time, one story at a time. Yeah. So thank you for sharing yours with our people, and hopefully they have learned something from it because it is powerful mm -hmm. in not just hearing your voice or seeing you, but to know all the things that have happened in your life and around you in these different communities that we're continuing to support, continuing to figure out, and continuing to champion. So thank you, Austin, again, for sharing your light, your knowledge, and your gift with the rest of our community. We're gonna take a quick break, because yeah. I got a little game for you. So, Don't be nervous. I'm not competitive like some of my friends, so I'm okay. We'll have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around, Chicago, we'll be right back. And now for open space, an opportunity for us to let go, be free, and just live. Stick around for the vibes. So Austin, hey. <laughs> have a little bit of a game for you. Okay, okay. Hope you're prepared. I'm gonna try to be. And if you're not, you're not. We're here now. Listen. So this is called Hum Association. This is one of our staple games, but I have changed the rules a little bit. Okay. Realize that I am not the best at guessing these song titles, <laughs> and that's just by nature of me. So I'm going to hum the songs, and hopefully you can guess what they are. Okay. You can either guess the name of the song or the artist. It's up to you. I won't judge. But okay. I feel like you should get it. You're a music girly person, to be man. Person, them, they. I don't know. Um, okay. We're fluid around here. You better do the good humming then. I've been practicing, so. <laughs> First song. Yeah. Material girl. Yes. Yes. Nice. That took too long. Oh my goodness. That's me. I know. You gotta be a little louder or something. I don't know. Okay. I'll try, I'll try. Okay. The next one, don't look at my cards. <laughs> mm mm mm. Mm mm hmm. Oh, 
Old Town Road. Yes. Whew. Lil Nas B. Yes, yes, yes. The other song was on my mama by Victoria Monet. Uh, yep. you, you could have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. It's on you. But I appreciate you being here still. Your presence, <laughs> grateful. Grateful for it all. I really <laughs> do appreciate you. you coming, Austin, and for giving us so much of you and so much energy and so much of your experience and knowledge and just put it out there to the world because Chicago deserves that. And the world. And the world. We're gonna keep making this history. So let's run it up. Now, I do hope that y'all were writing down some of these words of inspiration, because a lot has been shared tonight. And if not, don't worry, because you can always come back to our table if you need a little pick-me-up. Our guest today showed us just how important it is just to allow life to happen. Everything that's meant for you will make its way to you. You just have to give yourself some grace, put the work in, and wait for when the time is right. You got this. Make sure to follow us on social media at CanTV Chicago and Closet Unlocked to stay up to date on all the things happening. And you know, we'll be back next week with more black queer folks being represented at the table. But until then, thanks for watching.